Welcome to the Still Study Podcast, episode number 33, the first episode of January 2022. And I'm your grateful and appreciative host here, Jeremy Ritz from the Still Study, welcoming you to this episode, this wildcard weekend playoff episode, as the Pittsburgh Steelers get ready to take on the Kansas City Chiefs in a game in which the Steelers are double-digit underdogs and nobody believes they have a realistic chance at winning. We're going to get into all of that and more here today, but want to begin the show by saying thank you for being supporters of the Still Study, for reading, listening, and sharing with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me. Thank you for helping me to grow the Still Study It's an amazing feeling to see how far we've come since April of last year. Coming up on one year, a one-year anniversary of the site. And if anything, my commitment and dedication to the site is strengthened. And I'm going to continue to deliver and bring to you higher quality content, more content in this new year. I would love to connect with you. You can connect with me one of three ways. You can comment directly on the articles on the website, thestillstudy.com. You can hit me up via email, thestillstudy at gmail.com. And also give me a follow on Twitter, at stillstudy. We can connect one of those three ways. If you do drop me a line, I will try my best to include it on the Steelers Saturday mailbag, which I do on Saturdays on the study session. You basically drive the content of that show. It's a lot of fun for me, so I would love for you to participate in that. And also, too, please be reminded of the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. Our podcast is called The Still City Insider Podcast. We record once a week, Tuesday mornings at the dark hour of 5 a.m. We post between 6 and 6.30 a.m., There's the audio version of the podcast. There's the video on our YouTube channel. Check it out. Like it, subscribe it, share it. It's great stuff. Jim is super insightful having covered the team since 1995. You don't want to miss it. Check it out. It's linked in the show notes. But let's get into it. Episode number 33 of the Still Study Podcast. And just some general news here to hit on that occurred over the week. Juju Smith-Schuster returned to practice. What a surprise. Nobody saw that coming. And if by some miraculous way he could be healthy enough to be on the field for this Sunday, for this playoff battle against the Chiefs, what a story that would be. And just the fact that a guy who was believed to be out for the year is back to practicing. And if he can be out there, that will add another element to this Steelers offense that they could call upon. That would be great news. The likelihood is he more he probably won't be ready for Sunday night, but the way things have gone this season, who knows? So good news to see that Juju's healthy and that's good for next year, just knowing that he's ahead of schedule with his injury, his rehabilitation. So we'll see what happens in terms of him being activated for the game. T.J. Watt did not get the sack record 
this past weekend against the Baltimore Ravens, though there was some controversy over a play early in the game. It was deemed an aborted play where the center snapped the ball into his butt, and then Tyler Huntley proceeded to fumble. He picked the ball back up. Watt got him, hit him, brought him down, forced a fumble. The Steelers asked for that play to be reviewed to determine whether or not it was, in fact, a sack, which would have given Watt the record. It was ruled upon that it was an aborted play and not a sack. So TJ has to be satisfied with tying Michael Strahan at 22 and a half, which, I mean, 22 and a half sacks is out of this world. It's nothing to sneeze at. TJ should win Defensive Player of the Year. And if anything, it's going to make him hungry for next year. Maybe he could eclipse 22.5. And remember, he didn't even play an entire season. And they had 17 games this year. So if Watt could stay healthy next year, there's no reason to believe, not to believe, that he can't get back there. It's been fun this week in hearing the Steelers players talk about their underdog role heading into the Chiefs contest, especially Ben yucking it up at his press conference and sarcastically saying that the Steelers don't have a chance, that you know they should be grateful to even be there. They're the worst team out of this playoff field. Cam Hayward saying the same thing uh, in terms of the point spread and how heavily favored the Chiefs are. So it's been fun to see how light and loose these guys are heading into this very big game. And hopefully that translates into a loose performance on the field Sunday night in which the Steelers emerge with a victory. And then two other news nuggets here. Kevin Dotson, player who started practicing a few weeks ago, there was hopes that he would return to the active roster because he was on IR. He is done for the season. He was not activated for Sunday night's game. He wasn't activated this week. So the next snaps that he will see will be in the 2022 season. That means John LeGlue will be the starting left guard for the duration of the playoffs. Now, whether that's one game or if it extends beyond it, but this is a major opportunity for LeGlue to prove himself as an interior lineman who is part of the Steelers' future plans on the offensive line. And then finally, we heard a lot of reports this week about Kevin Colbert and this potentially being his final season. John Clayton came out late this week and confirmed the report and said that this is, in fact, Colbert's last year, that he will retire. Uh, There's been speculation that Colbert's going to be with the team through the draft, and then that's it. We don't have any type of official confirmation. There's been some Steelers writers who have thrown about the fact that Colbert would retire whenever Ben does, being that this is it for Ben. Maybe it is it for Colbert, too. We'll have to see who takes over for Colbert. Is it Brandon Hunt? Is it Omar Khan? We don't know, but that will definitely be a point of discussion for this offseason. So just a little wrap-up in Steelers news and notes from this past week. And yeah, ladies and gentlemen, there is a football game, a monumental, massive, magnificent football game 
on Sunday night as your Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Arrowhead Stadium to take on the Kansas City Chiefs, a team that started the year a bit shaky, rebounded, went on a tear. They've struggled a bit in these last few weeks after losing to the Cincinnati Bengals. But they are a team that a lot of pundits out there believe will be the AFC representative in the Super Bowl. And the Steelers are double-digit underdogs in this contest. And not really anybody is giving the Steelers a chance. And that's understandable because they have played poorly on several occasions this year. And even in their wins, they have not been a spectacular team. In previous Steelers seasons, we've always talked about ugly wins and Tomlin always saying that style points don't matter. I don't know if there's ever been a season that that's more appropriate than 2021 as it's just been ugly and mucky and muddy and murky. And if they're going to win Sunday night, I would expect more of the same because that's the that's the nature of this team. That's their personality. It's not pretty. It's not shiny. It's gritty. And that's the type of game that you can expect. Now, they can't play lifeless on offense to start this contest and fall in too deep of a hole. Because if they do, they're just not built to go score for score with the Chiefs. So the offense has to get rolling early in this game and not to the tune of 30 points in the first half, but they have to score to stay within striking distance of the Chiefs. If this offense comes out flat as they have several times this season, it's going to be difficult for them to get the win. I've already talked about earlier in the week with my prediction that the Steelers have to get Najee Harris going. They have to prioritize the run. They have to shorten the game and control the clock and dominate the time of possession. Keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Don't allow him to get into a rhythm. And the way that that can be accomplished is if that running game is successful. And we don't need 20-yard runs, 30-yard runs, although that would be so nice. So the Steelers win. But the Steelers just need to consistently from there. So if they win, move the chains. Their next three yards, four yards, would be five yards. Tennessee. Now they've already beaten Shorten Tennessee, this albeit game. in Pittsburgh, and albeit make minus it so that the Chiefs are out Henry. there on the field as much. Running back, so they can't get comfortable, and then potentially that could but lead that would be to their mistakes. next opponent, and that would Turnovers. be a difficult game because the Steelers have struggled but so much. That has to be the way stopping the, the Steelers run team this season prioritizes their attack. But that's a winnable game, being that they've already done it. Again, sure they're missing their stud running back. And when you talk about playoff football, at least and teams have that experience. Of if you have a good running team, game and if you have a good defense and. Again, I so know we'll the Steelers' defense wasn't out of this world see if in they can terms get the w, of rushing defense. There's no doubt about all that. All laid out. Their next stop they would have not be been great, but they have the players. Tennessee. Now that can really. One of the last things I wanted to do TJ on Watt, the Cameron podcast Hayward, here Minka Fitzpatrick. Was, let's look at the pessimist 
Joe Hayden, take a Kello Witherspoon. They the have Chiefs guys game this weekend, and let's look at make some noise, the optimists, and elevate this take. team. On All right, Sunday. so the pessimist take. This game plays out like the prognosticators <clears throat> are thinking, and that is that the Chiefs blow the Steelers out, that it's not even close. It's a multiple touchdown win. The Steelers can't compete. Patrick Mahomes goes off. The Steelers' defense can't stop anybody. Big Ben has a bad game. The offensive line can't protect him. Their rushing attack doesn't get going. They lose. Their season ends with a record of 9-8-1, and and then the process of the offseason begins. And there probably won't be as much disappointment as there would be as if this team had a better record because nobody's expecting them to do anything. So, you know, I've referenced playing with house money a lot this week, and that's true. People aren't going to be disappointed. They made it into the dance. And then what will happen from that point is we'll probably get some clarity around Kevin Colbert. We know that Ben's retiring. And then we're shifting into off-season mode in terms of what positions – this team's going to target in the draft what free agents of their own they're going to resign, which free agents <clears throat> that are out there from other teams that they're going to target and attack, being that they have a lot of cap space. And really, that's the end of the Ben Roethlisberger career. So there will be some time spent at the conclusion of the season reflecting back on everything that Roethlisberger's done. So it won't be as painful of an end if they lose. Um, And that's the the pessimistic take. Now, the optimists take, if they get the win, if they get the W, which I believe that they're going to, 29-27, if you listen to my prediction. If they get the W, then there's going to be a lot of criticism of Kansas City that they weren't prepared for the game and the pundits will phrase it in the way that Kansas City lost the game, Pittsburgh didn't win it. You could expect a lot of that nonsense. But one other thing that you can expect is that people will begin looking at the Steelers as maybe this is a team of destiny. Maybe this is a team that can do something. And you'll probably have some people jumping on the bandwagon And obviously Steelers Nation is going to be fired up. They're going to be excited with the W. And then the attention will shift to Tennessee. So, I mean, it's pretty straightforward what happens if they get the win. Another byproduct if they do get the win is the credit and praise, and rightfully so, that Mike Tomlin is going to get for leading a team that nobody believes in or feels has a chance, leading his team to a win in Kansas City. So Tomlin should get some of the respect and the props that he deserves for being an outstanding head coach, and that will be one of the results of securing a win in Arrowhead. 
So two ways that it could work out. Again, if you're just operating on logic and rationale and paper and looking at whom is the better team, obviously it's Kansas City. Obviously, logic and rationale says Kansas City wins this game. But you and I both know football, while it is a game of logic, there is also the irrational component of it, the emotional component of it, the momentum component of it, and the intangible component of the game. And you can't quantify that as much as you can try. And I think that's that's the magic that's at play this weekend. It's the magic of Ben Roethlisberger being at the tail end of his career, really the twilight of his career, playing in perhaps his final postseason game. And what he can muster up, the energy and enthusiasm and high-caliber play, it's, it's the emotionality of a team being considered underdogs and having no chance and what that looks like manifested on the field in terms of output. And so we don't know how it's going to play out. But to me, the heart feels stronger than the mind with this game this week. God, I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right. And one little history nugget I want to share. The Steelers lead the series with the Kansas City Chiefs. 23 wins to 13 losses. So they have the advantage in that series, historically. Again, not that that is an indicator that they're going to win. And their most recent contest with the Chiefs in the postseason, they won 18-16. to That was the Alex Smith era. A, A very different team now. And if you look at Patrick Mahomes' last two games against the Steelers, he's lit them up beyond no compare. Almost reminiscent of what Tom Brady did to the Steelers back in the Patriot days. So the Steelers have to be ready to shut him down. But playoff football, wild card weekend, the time is upon us. 8.15 Sunday night. Got to avoid that slow start. Oh, man, and how disappointing would it be if Kansas City does just come out firing on all cylinders, just crushing the Steelers. Man, all that excitement and belief goes out the window at that point. It's more of the same. But we've got to be ready to see that because that that's a real possibility. This team has shown that it has its vulnerabilities. <clears throat> but I think we're all just hoping for something different, that that light bulb has gone on, that this team has somehow turned a corner 
that this team is somehow different, that there's been a change, an evolution, a shift. The, the team we see out there Sunday is the team that we have expected to have seen all season. That's what we're going to see. That's what we're all hoping for. That's what we're all hoping for. Just keep in mind it's Big Ben's last ride and it could be his final game. Remember that. Go into it with that mindset of enjoying seeing number seven play possibly his last contest in the black and gold last professional contest ever. And at the end of the day, if they do lose, it's a celebration of the end for Big Ben and for a ce- it's, it's a celebration of a fun year, an up and down year, a roller coaster kind of year, but it's also a new beginning because this is going to be a new era of Pittsburgh Steelers football after this year without Roethlisberger. And if they win, then the party continues, the hype continues, another week of building anticipation and excitement continues. So really, it's a positive no matter how you look at it. And with that, that is the end of episode number 33 of the Still Study Podcast. Tremendously grateful that you joined me here. Make sure you check out the Steelers Saturday mailbag today. Check out the debut of Steelers week. That was supposed to happen last week. It didn't. But it is live this weekend. Drop me a line one of three ways. Comment on the articles. Email me. Thusstillstudygmail.com Follow me on Twitter at stillstudy. Check out the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site. It's linked in the show notes. And enjoy, Steelers Nation. Enjoy Steelers postseason football. Enjoy it. And enjoy what could be Ben Roethlisberger's final playoff game. Let's get that win, Steelers. Let's make it happen. And hopefully, I'm talking to you next week, prepping you for the Steelers to win against the Tennessee Titans. Have a great weekend, everyone.